Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 78 on this July 13th, 2019 Saturday. I am your host, Andre Cole. I am joined today by Alex Galina, Jelena, Jelena. I also cannot be docked. I don't think any of those were right, too. No, the, the last one was pretty much pretty much there. So, uh, Erica Hernandez. Hello, you said that right. Uh, same. <laughs> Just to try and pronounce my surname. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it is right now, man. I'm sorry. Harissa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry Sam. Yeah. It's actually Harrison, like the curry paste. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Sam like Harrison, Harrison Ford. Uh, and uh, Pat Cotter. Coder. I'm worried that Wiki Title Singable to TMNT theme song is starting is running out of material because the one I'm looking at right now from two minutes ago is Fire Over England novel. Fire so if they're dipping the novel, I mean, it fits for sure. But if they're dipping into like, they have to go to the like disambiguations to, I mean, to like I, I to put in prints. I don't know. It's probably a bot that's pulling that stuff in. Well, yeah, of course it is. Like, I mean, they look, trust me. I want to live in the fantasy world where someone two minutes ago and one hour ago found <laughs> these titles. You know, in the world where Twitter realizes that its users generate the content and make it the money that it so rightly uh, deserves, then someone could get paid for making that those good tweets. And I don't know, maybe Twitter wouldn't be so bad, but here we are. Twitter is bad. Uh, I think it would still be just as bad, but some people, some good people would be getting paid and some bad people would be getting paid. That's, that's very true. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe, yeah, probably maybe. more bad people would get paid. Maybe. maybe. Bad people Twitter is pretty fucking popular. I avoid it, but it's I, there's yeah, a lot of people there. Once in a while, someone retweets something instead of like screenshotting it, and I see that it has like mm-hmm. 2.8 million likes, and I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're here to talk about all the hottest tweets on this tweet fix. Uh, I can do that. Alex, what's your hottest tweet? Oh, man. I, what's a tweet? This is a really easy <laughs> answer. You know what? That's that's a real good question that I think we need to get into. What is a tweet? The hottest tweet The hottest tweet is that dad with uh, his baby sitting on the couch watching the TV. Oh, my and God. Having a conversation. It's that so is, cute. That's one of the best pieces of content ever put on the internet by any person. It's so good. <laughs> <Or robot. laughs> okay. There they have it. Uh, dad on couch with baby. I'll find Honestly. it. I'll link it to people. It's the best, it's the best tweet. I it's did the, see one that was, tweet. I did see one that was extraordinarily adorable yesterday. I don't remember what it was though. I'll, I'll, I'll have to take a mulligan on this one later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Erica, what's your hottest tweet? Uh, like. My- okay. Oh, lost her. Muted. Now she's muted. Oh god, you're muted. Your software muted. I've unmuted myself. There you go. Sorry. (laughs) So, what's define hottest tweet? Uh, What's hey? No, you give me your hot. You you define define the hottest tweet. (laughs) 
Come is on. it my most liked tweet? Is it definitely the hottest tweet? tweet? Like, <laughs> the hottest tweet that I'm like talking about is it? Yeah, I'm not. It's not one of my tweets that I'm talking. I'm just talking about what I think is the hottest tweet. On the Twitter. hottest tweet on Twitter. I'm, the one I'm linking is not the original tweet. It's the original video. So take that with a grain of salt. The original tweet has way more retweets and likes than what this the simile has. The the person who tweeted it's all right. <laughs> there are lots of good tweets, but uh, what's the hottest tweet? All right. This is not the hottest tweet, but this has been my hottest Twitter lately. Uh, Twitter account is Shibuya Meltdown. Are you all familiar? Because it's no. great. It's all like pictures of like drunk salarymen, like asleep in the subway or like <laughs> just all kinds of like, like just people just like asleep or, you know, random piles of vomit and like, <laughs> so I'm looking at a dude who has fallen into a, what appears to be a restaurant that has like a bunch of like produce and wine in front of it. And he's just fallen completely over into it. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I love this account so much. <laughs> All right. Dark Souls Toilets is pretty good, too. <laughs> uh, isn't it Toilets with Threatening Auras? That's a different account. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. There's also a Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen to- Toilets. What? Okay. Uh, Sam, I believe they're all run by the same person, though. Sam, give me your coldest tweet. Oh, uh... I just looked at my best tweet in the last three months using Google Analytics. Okay, uh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> analytics. Off. Uh, this is the coldest tweet. My number one tweet is to Cali Plaggy. Big congrats to you for getting what I can only assume is the first instance of huge badonkers on GameSpot.com. Oh, because she wrote about the the bra thing and the, yeah. the cup size from E3 and the, who's whose boobs got shrunk? Tifa, Tifa. Yeah. They said, yeah, okay. they didn't. They didn't. That's not how it works. That was, that was the uh, that was the That's why the article had to be written. Quote unquote controversy. That was what it was. Uh, <sighs> I'm looking okay. at a very good tweet right now of a kid who showed up at VidCon dressed as a influencer apology video. Oh, that one was yeah, good. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Yep. All really right. Good. Uh, <laughs> Did you see the so... dance battle between 10-year-olds? No, but I'm here oh, for God. it. Why am I open? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good... It's not cute. It's like these 10-year-olds have large communities on TikTok that follow them and they're uh, crippled around them at this convention doing a dance battle. All right. Oh, that's weird. Uh, well... Yeah. We're going to move on. We've covered all the hottest tweets that you need to know about the first half of 2019. We will be back in six months to discuss the rest in our tweet of <laughs> extravaganza. I think we should just change the premise of the podcast. This this year's Twitter and this week's Twitter and review. All uh, Twitter and review. There's a lot of Twitter. There, there is. There's um, a lot of Twitter, <laughs> but we're we're a video game podcast. Video games are sometimes on Twitter. Yeah, we're going to talk about exclusively video games today. <laughs> yep, only video games. Uh, <laughs> Alex, hey. you have video games. I do. I can trust you. Do you? Hey, want, I only brought video games. Do you Alex want, did not only bring video games. It's true. I brought I things says, that are also not video games. But uh, you know, I left. I left it open for you to either betray me or. <laughs> no, I think I think we should tag team on one because there's one that we've both played at least a little bit of. Yeah. Okay. 
And that is based on an anime, of course. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week, or at least about the anime a little yeah. bit. Uh, I mentioned the game, uh, Kill a so, Kill If. Yeah, the newest from Arc System Works. Yeah, I, is it actually just think, from Arc, or is it like they no? There's also that it? plus one or whatever. Okay, because it doesn't like yeah, and it's a 3D arena fighter. Uh, that is based on the hit anime from 2014, 2013, 2014, uh, kill a kill, uh, which is about a school, uh, where clothes give people superpowers. And some of those clothes are very revealing. It's a lot yep. of fan service. Uh, yep. but I don't know. The, the game's all right. I think I've, I feel much better about it than you do then. Cause I thought the game was pretty excellent. Uh, I, so what have you, what have you played? So I went like, through, uh, I've been going through the demo and kind of uh-huh. doing some, I, I don't know uh, what's in it. So the demo basically, uh, I think it's like the first 20 minutes of the story or something. So it's basically like the tutorial section. Uh-huh. Uh, so you kind of get an introduction. If you have not seen the show, maybe don't start with this game because it no. starts you a like the starting point of the game is about where like episode eight or nine is in the show (laughs) and it just starts there. It doesn't give any context for what comes before it just, yeah. So it's just that. And then it's kind of like a, uh, truncated version of that story. Like they just kind of jump through plot points really quickly. And then some stuff is different. Like they introduce, uh, a couple characters like in that intro sequence that definitely weren't there until later. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Uh, I would say if you have not watched the anime, this game is not for you. Probably pretty easy to say. I don't see why you would come to it. Uh, Is there any, like, have you done any, like, multiplayer, like, battle stuff? Yeah. Uh, I've played with all of the available characters for the demo, which is... And who is that? uh, It's four of them, (laughs) which is basically half of the roster, which is, I think, my one kind of yeah. my one worry about this game is that it doesn't have that many characters yeah there are very few and like you like there are a decent like it's a 26 episode anime so there's not like a ton of people but i feel like and they left a lot on the table for who you could play as like you could play yeah. as uh like mako well that's uh, dlc Monk. oh yeah of course <laughs> Is that actually? Yes, it's going to be DLC in like oh a month or two. Oh my god! What? Like, come on! What else are they going to put in? Uh, less clothes. I have the, a feeling they, that they have. I think one of the other DLCs was a DTR, which is weird because you told me that they don't have the nudists. I mean, well, I mean, if they put one in, but they're not in the story. Okay. Well, I can't. So wait, I can't say that. Bleeps that. <laughs> I think uh, that are you, is what you're saying is that if if only this game had a uh, uncensored patch, then you might like it more. No, it's no, not. Censored. It's not censored. It is on the exact same. I, that was a joke. I was trying to make a joke about how. About no, that was that was that was actually a big controversy around this game. Is that people were worried that it was going to be censored between Japan and North America, yeah. uh, and they actually had to come out and say, "No, no, no copy of this game is going to be censored." Yeah, so. Like. There's nothing even worth censoring, really. I mean, no. like they they are not as ridiculous with the 
of the anime is but i think like compared like they do a pretty good job of transferring the anime to uh a they do a good job of transferring the anime visuals to like the 3d brawler well and i know the anime i mean i haven't seen it and i know that it it gets its premise is that fan service is like at the core of it and stuff but it is still like a mainstream anime so i would assume that you i mean you could you could put that in a game and it wouldn't actually be that like scandalous it's rated m uh, yeah, yeah, right That's, i think yeah. the, the thing is they're like high school kids so oh don't get me wrong i'm not saying that like yeah well it was a mainstream anime so it's totally fine but but yeah, also no, like i don't i don't think it, it there there is a gulf between the kind of game that i was making fun of and mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah anime, for sure yeah, yeah. it's but, it, it's but yeah. a video game if you have no affinity for kill a kill i don't know that you're gonna find much here to latch on to i think i feel way better about this game than you do because <laughs> i think i think it's really fucking good i think in terms of like arena battlers that i've played and especially like arc system mm-hmm. style games like i, I played some fighter z and i liked it but mm-hmm. i think that this game in terms of arena fighters is probably one of the best feeling that I've had. Like it feels like the movement is really good. It feels like every character is distinct, even yeah, though you're using they, similar... they did a good job of making every character like feel very different, uh, yeah. which you know, that's important when you only have like eight characters. Yeah. And like, um, like if you go into the move list, it gets pretty crazy nuanced. Like you can do some really not so stuff. Like I did a thing with, uh, well, you asked which characters are in it. There's Ryuko, there's Satsuki, there's Gamagori and, uh, Sanagayama. Okay. So those four. And I played all four of them, uh, just in kind of versus the not top level bot computer, uh, <laughs> difficulty, mm-hmm. like the one right below that, because the top level is like impossible for me. Um, regardless, like it just feel every one of them felt different. Like the way that they use different mechanics, like, uh, Gamagori, he gets more powerful, the more damage he takes, like that kind of stuff. Uh, like Ryuko, you can switch modes, like, uh, like depending on how you use the, the blade and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like they all feel super different and it all moves really quickly, but it's also very approachable. Like one of my problems with fighting games I find is that, I don't know. Maybe I'm old and my reaction time is not like I can't watch something and get like three frames of the, the animation and immediately mm-hmm. block. Like, uh, like that was one of my problems with playing, uh, mortal Kombat on the harder difficulties was like, and especially going through their tutorial mode where they're like, okay, you need to block this. And it's like, yeah, you get three frames and it's like, okay, how am I supposed to block that? Like if it, you're trying to block up and low and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this game, like, it felt despite it's really fast pace and kind of chaotic nature, it felt like it gave you just m- like more of a window to actually play with and gave you mm-hmm. more options to counter with. Uh, I would say like one of the things for me is like the specials there are like each character has like three and then like when you, you can do like a weird, like rock, paper, scissors mechanic. And if you yeah. win that mechanic, you get like a power up and you can do that three times and then you get like you can do like your final finisher or whatever but like there i don't know i wish there were more variety in the moves because you basically just see the same animation over and over if you ever do those so 
If you're talking it, about like the L plus like triangle or yeah, square. Yeah, L1 like, and like square, triangle, and circle. You can do you those. You do and, see those, and there's ways to alter them, which I thought were kind of neat. But yeah, and like another thing I thought was cool, um, though also a spoiler for the anime, is when you're fighting the like that like you versus a hundred uh what are they called the the covers the covers yeah which is like the last five episodes of that show <laughs> yeah uh but like it's interesting that they kind of have a mode that's like um like dynasty warriors-esque in that you're fighting like a hundred dudes at once mm-hmm. in, in in an arena fighter that felt kind of neat it's yeah it's, i don't know I, like i haven't played any other of like the anime arena fighters really except for like Nar- like the Naruto Ninja Storm games, which yeah. ha- like are similar, and like I, I only enjoyed those enough when I played them. But yeah, like I, I like know. I like Dissidia, like back mm-hmm. in the day. I did not think that most recent Dissidia was any good. Yeah, and um, like I thought My Hero Academia's fighting game was fucking terrible. So that's why, like, I went into this with kind of a really low expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that this pretty much like, yeah, it, the expectations now are set pretty high. Cause I thought it's actually real fun mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing the story mode. Cause I think the treatment that they gave the cutscenes like actually look really good. Uh, like mm-hmm. there's some scenes that are emulating parts of the show and I'm like, yeah, that yeah. looks pretty much one-to-one from the show, but yeah. like they're also moving the camera around. So, you know, they're not just like pumping in vo- it, video. Yeah. It's like less, like probably fewer frames because they do a lot of just like, Oh, hands here, hands here, hands here, hands here. Uh, but, and like, they do that in the show too, a little bit, especially with like, uh, Mako. Mako. Yeah. And like, but, yeah, they, I think yeah. like the visuals, they actually did a pretty good job. And like, yeah. And the soundtrack is a banger. Cause I mean, that show has a fucking amazing soundtrack <laughs> and, uh, Jap- it's all the original voice cast and whatnot yep, so. for both English and Japanese actually. So if you watch the English dub, it's the exact same people. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to playing the actual game. Uh, I, I'm hesitant on paying full 60 bucks for it because it seems like that's, the story mode is where like, it falls apart for me. Yeah. Cause like the story mode is like four or five hours, which, eh. and it seems like the multiplayer is good, but again, it's only eight characters at launch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm hoping they go fighter Z with it and just, ram it full of characters over time but at at launch i don't know it seems a little thin but it also seems really good so i don't know Mm. okay well what else have you been playing or watching or whatever well let's talk about (laughs) video games let's talk about okay what should be the best video game but it is not dr mario dr mario So, have y'all played like original Doctor Mario? No, of course. No, Eric, no. Wow, what? Jeez. No. that man is a plumber. He is not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> not and, trust him. Like I know and, about it, but I've never, I've never played it. Yeah, and we don't have Sam here, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's played it. I assume he has. He's got a mustache. Mario has a mustache. That's he must have. It's good. It's not as good as Tetris. It's no, good. it is not as good as Tetris, but it's also kind of. I see it different than Tetris. Kind of like. Oh, it is. See, yeah. Like Puyo Puyo is like similar to Tetris, but it's not Absolutely. Tetris. Like it's, I kind of see it more like Puyo Puyo than Tetris. I, I think the reason I say Tetris is not because I think they're overly similar. It's more just I am very much a like I don't need another game that is that does the same similar things to my brain because Tetris is good enough. So 
So that's kind of why I never became like a huge Dr. Mario fan or a huge sure. Puyo fan. I think they're both good, but I just like Tetris more and it's similar fire, similar neurons, even if they're different games. Yeah, I see that. But so I also kind of felt pretty strong. Like I enjoyed Dr. Mario back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. the music is fucking rad. Like, yes. It's, it's super good. I think it's probably the best Mario music that there is. Um, I don't know if I go that far, but it, but it's good. It's very, very good. Uh, I would say it's top five. Yes. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. Top um, five. Yeah. So this does not feel like Dr. Mario, which is the biggest problem. Uh, because one of the parts of Dr. Mario that I really enjoyed was like, kind of like when you get into Tetris, you have a time constraint, right? Like your uh, Tetris speeds up and you have to actually actively think about what you're doing and you have to do it while your piece is moving around the board. And the more you mung up the board, then like the less options you have for yourself and you're only just screwing yourself. Right. Dr. Mario has original Dr. Mario has that same feel. <clears throat> this Dr. Mario does not have that feel at all. And it's really frustrating because for one, uh, there's no time limit and you set your own pace. Like you're basically rather than it being Tetris style where it's dropping down blocks from the top and then, you know, going downwards with a certain momentum. This one, you start from the bottom, you're showing your piece at the bottom, uh, and then you drag it to where you want it. You can twist it around as you're doing it. You can do whatever you can just drag it where you want it. And there's no time constraint. It's just you figuring it out. That's it. Uh, the only constraint they put on you is that as you drag it up, you can no longer drag it down. So if you're like, oh, I made a mistake, you can't pull it back down. That's fine. Uh, when you release your finger, it will go, but its speed is glacial. <laughs> like it's <laughs> fucking just the worst. So you can't like set up three things and be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's going to be great. But so because it's just so slow. Um, which just feels like garbage. And speaking of slow, unrelated to the gameplay, um, (sighs) mobile games, the biggest appeal for them, in my opinion, is that you can get into a level really quick. And then like, if it's a level that's going to take you like, think tents and trees, it'll take you what a second to load into that. And let's say you're on one of the easy ones. It'll take you 20 seconds to finish it. Mm -hmm. That's a great ratio. One second to 20 seconds of gameplay. This, it takes about, five to seven seconds of load then it gives you a three second countdown for like a 10 to 15 second level and then it takes another five or ten seconds to get back to the menu Uh, so like that ratio is like 30 to 40 seconds for 10 and that's why we need ssds in the new consoles (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like i don't know maybe that's like maybe that's overly critical but like when you're trying to do like 10 levels in a row and it feels like most of your time is spent waiting for loads like that feels pretty lame especially because the game like and it has a bunch of free-to-play hooks in it, like kind of old free-to-play hooks, like original Candy Crush kind of shit, where you're going through a map like in a linear fashion where uh, if you, if for some reason you fail, you lose a heart or you lose energy or you spend a heart to do certain levels. And that's a finite resource. So the thing is, Candy Crush is a good game. <laughs> Like the thing about free to play games that have that kind of mechanic is that generally they're fun enough that you want to do that. Like, like you're like, Oh, I actually want to put in money because I enjoy playing this game and I want to play more of it. The problem with Dr. Mario is it's not fun. 
So I don't see any reason why you would want to put money into it or spend time with it, you know, because like, you love Mario. Yeah. Like eventually you unlock more characters and they have different power ups. But is Yoshi like, a doctor? No. And okay. He should never good. be a doctor. <laughs> Koopa, whatever his name is. Koopasaurus. Koopasaurus. Munch- is it? Koopasaurus Munchakoopas? No. Yoshisaurus Munchakoopas. Whatever his name is. He should not be a doctor. He's he's a fucking back alley doctor at best. Um, but yeah, it's just he plays Bowser or Peach or Mario and they all have power-ups that are like you can clear two lines vertically. You can clear two lines horizontally. You can clear two lines at random. And it's like Okay. <laughs> Actually, in more cases than not, that ends up fucking you up because <laughs> the whole point of uh, Dr. Mario is lining things up. So if suddenly the random one splits you up in a way that now you have to do like three extra moves to join things together, well, you just kind of screwed yourself. Yeah, it's it's bad. Dr. Mario is not worth your time. I played about 20, 25 levels of it and I did, deleted it immediately. I think it's just garbage. Hmm. It's, it, I trusted Nintendo, your review and have not installed it and don't plan to. Yeah, <laughs> N- Nintendo continues their streak of making real bad mobile games. and I enjoyed I Fire know. Emblem for the little bit I played it. I enjoyed Fire Emblem until the gotcha mechanics became a problem. And also, it's just Fire Emblem. Like, not just as in that's not good enough. It's just on a very small scale, but yeah. Yeah, so, but there's like a billion Fire Emblem games and they're like mostly handheld. So but I, I, I never carry like a game boy or like a, like yeah. you, do you not already carry something like that with you? No. Oh yeah. So I, I just have a bag that I have a switch in like most. I, I am never in a situation where I can pull out my switch really. So yeah. I guess that's fair then. Yeah, yeah. Fire Emblem. Also, Great. no Fire Emblem on Switch currently. So, uh, well, okay, not for like a week. <laughs> you know, you, you understand my point, though. Like, I it never made sense to me to play a Fire Emblem game on a phone because I would. Ne- I was never. I've never been in a situation where I couldn't open a DS for ten minutes, but I could pull out a phone for ten minutes. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm with Andre. Like, I very, very, very rarely carry any other thing but my phone <laughs> well, so i'm that- never going to be in a situation where i'm going to want to pull out my switch for 10 minutes because switch is a bad example i shouldn't have used that one because because it's that's too big of a thing to pull out yeah. for, for that like standing in line or whatever but but i don't know i guess i'm probably in the minority but i guess i just felt like why would i pay lots of money to play a gotcha version of fire emblem when i could with the same form factor pay zero money pays well pay money to buy the game but i, pay I mean i buy twenty dollars zero once. money to play fire emblem on the phone <laughs> oh yeah. well yeah but then it's not as good i yeah, don't know stuff yeah I like it was know. a good approximation of that stuff even if it was on like the small scale like the rock paper it, scissors like it, it was a good approximation yeah. of the gameplay but it had no story it had the small stories and like the levels and stuff. Yeah, but they weren't. They mm. weren't. They weren't. I remember the story. Yeah, but it wasn't nearly as interesting as like an actual. I mean, of course game. not. It was a free mobile game, but like. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Who who downloaded Doctor Mario? Who committed this fucking sin? Oh God, Sam! Well, you're gonna I just open it. I was like, have I opened this yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the music is fine. Oh, <laughs> That's the, best, that's the best part seconds. of it. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just saying when I played that Fire Emblem game back when it came out, I was like, oh, this is all right. I, I will say that while I never really got it with Fire Emblem, when Mario Run came out, there was about an hour period. I bought it. There was like mm-hmm. an hour period where I was like, hey, this isn't as bad as it could be. And then I got extremely boring. Um, but uh, I kind of hear what you're saying in that like there, I think part of what it is, is this is not what you're saying about Fire Emblem, but I think part of what it is, is that Nintendo is very good at like making things that look really appealing. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time that's why they get me every time with like these mobile games is it's like, Oh, I'll install it and start it. And then the first 10 minutes, I'm always like, well, this is really nice. This looks great. And it's, it's, it's characters I like, and it's an art style I like, and the yeah. menus look nice. And then, I would agree. You play it for an hour and it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I, <laughs> Literally every phone game. Yeah. I just wish they would make. <laughs> I don't agree. I wish they would make. That's a I've been playing Hold Down for weeks. Yeah. Hold Down's great. Yeah, I, I, Hold Down doesn't have enough to keep me engaged for weeks, but I played it for a week and it was good. Yeah. When it comes I, to I, Nintendo phone games, I just wish they would make one that's really, really good. <laughs> like I've tried all I've tried I've tried all of them including Mitomo. And I mean like, you can yeah. hold out hope for uh what's that one? Uh it's Mario Kart one, World Tour. Uh, Mario Kart seems like the worst thing they could It, it kind of does. <laughs> Pokemon Go is not a Nintendo game, Sam. I don't yeah. think he was saying I'm that. just saying those are the good just games, games I have installed. Oh. Yeah. Pokemon Go. Uh, I think are good that I have apart from fine. One of those literally has a really bad right in the name. (laughs) Yeah, but it's probably the best one. (laughs) I don't know. There are good phone games. There are good phone games. I don't think Nintendo has yet made one. No. And I hope they do agree because there's so much potential. What what is the good one? (laughs) I really like Fire Emblem Heroes. I played it for months. Oh, I like I didn't like maybe it six months. <laughs> I think part of my frustration too about Fire Emblem Heroes was it was perhaps the best example prior to Dr. Mario, at least of a game where they could have just cut the bullshit and, and like charged a flat fee for it. And you could have had a Fire Emblem game or they could have done, they could have monetized it in such a way where it's like, it's $10. And then every month we're going to release a $5 character pack or something. They could have monetized it in a way that is like friendlier than what they did. <laughs> I don't know that that would have been the way that's friendlier. I'm just spitballing. Uh, <laughs> I can do a PowerPoint for it. If you, you want you and your uh, trading card game, the shenanigans, very or they charge $40 if in one go, that just wouldn't work on a mobile marketplace. No, no. But, I'm, yeah, I'm just, it's hey, yeah. screen, screen extrude. You can just play it. You can play it for free, and then you can go. Oh, I wish. I wish I had a new character. Oh well, just keep playing for free. Yeah, I guess yeah. I don't find that satisfying. Me neither. At all. So See, I, I would have loved to have paid twenty bucks for that Fire Emblem game and had a shorter, less narrative focused, but still like complete game. I and agree. that would have made me feel a lot better about it. I mean, to talk about another video game style, that's why I played Dota over League. Because I have no interest in purchasing characters. Like, I had no that's interest fair. in grinding out characters. It was just nicer I, to have a complete game where everyone's on mm-hmm. the same the same field. Yeah, like, I don't... I, do, I think everything else about League is better than Dota. I don't... I don't uh, well, that's where you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but... Yeah. 
we could have that conversation in about a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, I don't even mind the buying characters thing. It's the way that it's done in gotcha games in yes. particular. Um, cause like, I mean, I'm the trading card game guy, right? Like I don't mind buying lots of blind packs, but there's something about the way that it is structured in gotcha games that it's feels so much worse to me. Like you put you buy a $2 pack of magic cards and you get like 12 cards versus like, a dollar on a character thing and it's like one character pops out and i don't even think they were a dollar each i think it was more like two or three bucks each i i don't know like the value on that stuff is just in is not and, yeah insane. and i'm not even not good like i'm not even any, condemning any just fire emblem here yeah, yeah no. any gotcha, gotcha game, game stuff on like the polls is absolutely terrible yes Best i really like i really liked that marvel fighting game that uh kaboom did uh contest of champions it's a well it's fun as far as like fighting games on mobile goes and it was fun to watch the to see the different costumes and see the characters interact but it was so fucking expensive <laughs> to do more than just like grind up free currency and then for the free currency you would get like oh you've gotten a third nick fury mm-hmm. put the nick furies together and now nick fury is bigger his numbers are bigger. He doesn't look any different. His numbers are bigger, bigger, bigger Nick Fury. Uh-huh. But, and then it's like, Oh cool. They have like 2099 Spider-Man. That's cool. Oh, he's $20 to purchase right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Big news. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. To, to, video games so on yeah. my screen eric screen erica and sam switched places and it yeah. made me extremely confused Erica's yeah gone. But she, she I'm turned here. Off I'm she's back, she's back. <laughs> so i have one more game we can talk about and i think that's one that a bunch of us can talk about and we've been talking about for weeks which mm-hmm. is that i have finished the story mode of uh uh one super mario maker the second hey wow. i did that too did you, like 100 percent. did you finish like everything no like, i still have 100 percent there's like other things you can yeah do. i do still have a couple things i could do there's a like a couple of the dog levels that i have mm-hmm. not yet finished like but for all intents and purposes i have finished the castle mm-hmm. and uh i think the single player mode of that game is real good and i'm looking forward to getting more into building because yeah. they, they they leave you with they leave you in a place that is like um uh it, they they do some real creative shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they leave you going like, "Oh, you could do this, or you can make yeah. something better." And I'm like, "I could make something like this." <laughs> you uh, you should unlock the two things that you can get in the story mode for building. I don't think either of them are particularly good, um, but it's worth having it all. Okay. Uh, yeah. There. What, oh, it what, takes like 10 minutes. Play my, level. You should play my level. That's what you should do. You should not play Andre's level. It's Andre should be in jail. Andre campaign. <laughs> no one so has long. beaten my level. <laughs> For a certain uh, enigmatic game maker <laughs> to go to jail based on the way that their game controlled last year. And yeah. he created the most hellish nightmare level <laughs> <laughs> that is not fun to play. It it controls bad how you could make a Mario. <laughs> that's not my fault. I played another level that controls bad. I will say I have not been in love with the feel of new super Mario bros. It feels real floaty in a way that like, I've been saying that for like 12 years. Now. <laughs> yeah. But like, like the way, like whenever you're cat Mario, it just feels like you're just like sliding around everything. Even when it's not. Ice oh, you levels. mean super Mario, super Mario, uh, 3d world. That yes. one. Sorry. That's what the, I meant. Yeah. 
Like I think I don't that, particularly that like that yeah. or New Super Mario Brothers. I like yeah. my, I make my levels in like Mario Three or or Super Mario. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, on his um, level is a crime. But, you should play my level. I laid main my level to spark joy and give people a fun time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know we've been, we don't have to talk about it for long, but Erica and Sam, I know you guys haven't been on here a while. Have you guys been playing Mario maker? No, I haven't bought it yet. Um, just, I didn't like 2d Mario. You should not buy Mario maker. I, no, you probably shouldn't <laughs> Mario that much either. And I like Mario maker. Uh, I was playing the, uh, the grand Pooh bear he makes like he's oh, made God. a bunch of Mario stuff he's, Kaizo. Um, he's made some really good yeah, Kaizo he, he made, yeah so he's made like some how-to kaizo levels yeah. that like cool which is then awesome. he made like youtube video, like they're called like tech talk if you search grand Pooh bear on youtube tech talk right. he like walks you through the levels and like okay here's how you do this stuff like I here's totally how it's different that. from the first one so the first one he did was like shell jumps and I was trying that this morning and I just could like the first jump I could not figure out. Like I could like, and he's got like stuff in the levels. Like, okay, you got to throw the shell this way. And he uses like the, the like the track to like, yeah. okay, it's like throw it facing this way. And then he uses the dotted line block to be like, okay, you should be here when you throw it. That's and so he, great. Yeah. Because yeah. like a part of um, one of the hard, one of the reasons I've always had a hard time, the only 2d platformers that I like are Mario games. I don't like like any other platformers. Um, and part of that is because of the shift. And we've talked about in the past, um, the shift to kind of massacre mm-hmm. platforming as sort of the norm with modern 2d platformers. Not that more classic ones don't exist, but, yeah. but generally it's, it's about really hard ones, which makes sense because people who grew up playing Mario got older and better at games and want something more challenging for me. Sure. Sure. Mario can be very challenging. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I found off putting about a lot of, uh, 2d platformers and, um, games like Celeste have gotten away from this some, um, but still, it still doesn't feel quite there to me in terms of like the way people talk about it in the community is it seems very much like a, like, you do the thing. And if you can't do the thing, fuck you play something else. And yeah, like you're it, super, super meat boys. You're Ori in the blind yeah. forest, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so it's really cool that, uh, someone in who's really into making, you know, Kaizo levels that are kind of more in that massive core direction with Mario is designing courses to teach you how to get mm-hmm. better at those mechanics, because that's yeah. something that from my perspective, that's been a, one of the things that's very off putting about playing games like super meat boy is I don't feel like they do that much. And when you try to talk to people, not in this group, but when you try to talk to people about them, those communities seem fairly closed to anyone who wants to learn about platforming. And it's more like you should already know how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so hashtag get good yeah Yeah, exactly totally it's it's people who have grown up with it so to them it's like what do you mean you don't know how to do a this this particular kind of jump or whatever Mm -hmm. uh yeah and uh and pooh bear is really a great he's 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 also a great personality um if you guys haven't watched uh any videos from sgdq two worth watching are grand pooh world 2 uh which is a kaizo game and invictus uh which is also a kaizo game and uh, Poo and Tofu and a couple of other people are involved with it and they're all they're very much for like like you said kind of education they're they're not mm-hmm. for like oh you're bad get better they're more they're more like yeah, yeah this is this is uh, a hard scene to get into and these are the ways you can actually get into it which, yeah. is, which is really yeah, refreshing right, right. I will say that even with like the video alongside like the level like watching the video then doing what he says it, it still took me like 50 minutes to beat his sure. his like 
uh, midair spring jump level. Yeah, sure. Totally. So, it's not if it's hard. I just like oh, the yeah, yeah, inclusive no, nature of it being very hard. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and like there are checkpoints, like, you know, I've very yeah. But I think I think it's also kind of neat that they do that because it also gives you more context for what they're doing and things like SGDQ. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. and you're like, holy yeah, crap, they're totally, actually pulling this yes. stuff off. Like yeah, especially yep. in like the blind run ones where mm-hmm. they're, like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, hard, have you guys hardcore seen any of that cool. that chain chomp Raiden stuff? The guy who's been trying to upload the same like oh uh, for like from for Mario like Maker years. one yeah, yeah from Mario Maker no one. I haven't <laughs> like it's just so <laughs> hard that he can't upload it. Yeah, yeah, but he's wow. been trying for years and he keeps adding new stuff to it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but it's really good. It's actually been really fun to watch. Here that's and awesome. There. I haven't One seen that. Patrick, that sounds great. Patrick Klepek tries to report on it every six months. He's like, he checks in. He's like, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I that's remember that now. So cool. Well, one thing I, I do want to mention about Mario Maker's kind of community in general, sort of on that note, um, mm-hmm. uh, on, on sort of a less positive note about it that I have noticed um, is so like I was doing a if you there's a really good series. There's kind of some chaff in there, but there's a good series of like design ethos um like little video things in the menus that are like, they don't teach you how to build levels, but they teach you about like the, the concepts behind Mario level design. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, they really talk about the, like the best ways to make fun Mario levels. And something that I do find a little bit frustrating is like I did, I tried to do a normal Mario challenge and like all it served me were, um, the speed run levels, which I do think are cool but there's a lot of them. It's like speed run levels. And then levels that were like, it was like a 20, 20 minute feeling. Like it felt felt like it was going to take me 20 minutes to get through all the different bits and there were no checkpoints anywhere. And so I feel like there is this sort of overwhelming thing in, it's probably not in the core community that came over from Mario maker one. It might be newer people. I don't know where it comes from, but to make like, Oh, so what I'm supposed to do is make something that's really hard. And it's like not hard does not equal good level design. And I find it kind of frustrating that most of what I have played is either very tight and fun, but very tight speed run levels or stuff that's designed to just be very hard with no checkpointing and no like tools to, to help. So something that I've gotten, I mentioned this last week when I was talking to Alex, but something that I found, uh, is, uh, there's this person who makes like puzzle rooms, like one room, mm-hmm. one screen yes. puzzles. And they're like, I haven't been able to beat any because they're, they're real weird and hard, but like, they're really fascinating to like go sure. through and like play with. So like, even if you can't do those, I'll send you, try to send you like a list. Yeah, I would love to see those. Uh, I think what I'm, they're really weird and interesting. I think what I'm, I'm the, the, the realization that I'm having, and this isn't really a knock against it's, it's a weird thing, right? Like, cause I made a level and I wanted to just make a level that wasn't very hard, but that was fun to play. And what I was kind of hoping I could get out of hitting like the normal, um, easier, normal, endless challenge things was like, Oh, just serve me like basically Mario levels until I'm done. Serve me like, like, Super Mario Brothers style, Mario three style, Mario levels that are fun to play. Maybe not as good as those, but like there's an endless amount of them. So I can just go through them. And instead it seems like those are very hard to find. And the thing that yeah. is easy to find is like Kaizo levels and speed runs. And then like the weird puzzly stuff. And I think all that stuff is cool, but the game is not a 
toy box of a ton of, of like mm-hmm. Mario esque Mario levels. It's very much what people do with it is they take Mario tools and make something very different than what those games are. Well, and I, would, yeah. I kind of wish that there was a bigger group of people making stuff that was more like traditional Mario. You know, what would be nice is if they had a difficulty setting, <laughs> like if I could search sure. for levels that are beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then they like you could filter out the endless challenge, huh? And it doesn't yeah. work very well. Is well, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's based on clear, clear percentage. Rate? Yeah. It is clear percentage. And, yeah. And clear rate is, is pretty low for, all levels anyway because yeah yeah, well i think it's just because people like they they bop in for a second and then kind of judge it based on the opening stuff and then just leave if they don't think it's going to be good for what they're looking for um so i don't know it's it's not really a disappointment with the game itself more just um i would love to find some create i'm going to need to do some digging to find some creators who are making the kind of stuff that i really want to play i think um and uh uh, that's, that's, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit disappointed in the tools that Nintendo has for surfacing that content. Um, yeah, I mean, I but, think that was kind of my complaint from the start was that yeah. they, they, they need to implement that little big planet thing. Totally. Yeah. Like, cause I never imp- had that problem with little big planet. I played probably a yeah. hundred hours of little big planet yeah. and I always found stuff that I enjoyed. Yeah. LBP.me was like the best thing. Yeah, I, just, whole, whole I, I feel like if you can't do it in the game, like even with little big planet, like if you have to go outside the game to find stuff and like having it, a, a tool outside, cause when you're not at the game, like it, having it, a tool outside the game to be like, Oh, I want these courses was, or whatever. It but, was, it was good in the game as well. Yeah. Um, like yeah, it, it was just, Mario. it was, it was good in the game, but it was also good outside the game. So you had options, yeah. I guess that's more. Yeah. yeah. And Mario, Mario needs to get the in-game stuff down before it, yeah, and I do. They, Nintendo is not providing good in-game or out-of-game tools for finding no, levels for, for yeah. any for anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not providing good in-game or out-of-game tools for anything they make. Yeah, uh, except for building Mario levels, they yes. provide good tools to do that. <laughs> and yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I but think it's pretty great. I don't know. I think Mario Maker Two is a really good game, and they could improve it. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. All right, uh, we're gonna jump to Sam because he's been waiting patiently. Hell yeah. Sam, what do you, what do you got? Video games. Oh, <laughs> what? What's that? Um, I've been playing uh, a game called judgment. The, our Japanese audience may know as judge eyes from Rio go Gatuka studio. The guys who make Yakuza. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it's a really good video game. Um, so you play as uh, Yugami, who is a private detective. He used to be a lawyer and, um, he basically had a bad turn as a lawyer, which I won't spoil for people, even though it's pretty early in the campaign. And then, uh, quits lawyering to become a down on his luck private detective who sleeps on a very small leather sofa in his very small office. Um, well, that's, that's yes, the spoiler I didn't want. <sighs> it's a, it's, it's really cool. I really like the story. Um, the big problem that I had with Yakuza when everyone was like, everyone needs to play Yakuza 6, it's the greatest, was that there would be like a huge reveal that I wouldn't understand at all. Uh, because I didn't know the characters or, um, 
no other stuff. Um, so it, that, that game kind of fell flat for me. Um, I'm the kind of person who needs to know the backstory. And like, if I feel like I don't have it, it, I lose all my interest in the game. So playing judgment and being there from the start, it's basically like much more well-polished modern Shenmue. So I'm completely in as a Shenmue fanboy. <laughs> um, combat system's really good. Um, just seems like an evolution of, um, Yakuza. It's got the, it's got two styles. Um, one style is multiple enemies and then the other style is a single enemy. So, uh, you often say, for example, you're in a really big fight and you corner a boss. It's actually quite good for you to switch over to the single, single enemy style and take a lot of health off of him and then switch back to the multiple enemy and kill the ads. So, uh, it adds a little bit of tactics. I think that I didn't feel as much in, um, in Yakuza six. The, the big thing I would say is that, um, almost a lot of the animations are the same and a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, like fighting moves and stuff are the same. So they've made some new stuff, but like how many people it, can I drop kick at a time? <laughs> Uh, I don't think Yagami does much in the way of drop kicking. Fuck I think this game. I'm out. <laughs> he does, however, do a Run DMC versus Jason Nevin style spin around on his head. But when he does that spin, he grabs enemies with his legs and like spins around with like four dudes, two on oh, each he, leg. He and then right in in Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> yeah. But Yagami right. is a cyborg. He's just a guy in a cool leather jacket. Hey, you don't know where this story is going to go. So what I'm hearing is that this is like too human, but just not as cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't know that uh, the character in Too Human used to be a lawyer, but I understand. Hey, it's sci-fi. It's sci-fi Norse mythology. Like, I'm sure lawyers existed in there somewhere. So... I have I have a legit question. <laughs> we could go the joke route, but I actually do have a legit no, question. No, I and I care about this game. I'm interested in playing yeah, it. So. I'm interested in it too. And like obviously one of the things that happened for the Japanese launch was when they removed Piyotaki and they removed they completely changed his character, which is what Hamura or whatever. Uh have you noticed that like has does his character look different than all the other characters? Is anything about it stilted like or does it feel like a like just a normal inclusion. Like you wouldn't know if you weren't aware of the news around it. So his character model looks exactly like the actor. Um, are you, yeah. Are you well, playing in English or Japanese? I'm playing in English. Okay. Oh, so uh, voice acting probably doesn't matter. Yeah. But probably doesn't matter. Yeah. They, Cause they so looked I'm like sure. the character looked like the actor like, who like got talking. removed. So they had yeah. to like patch in a new character. Does, how does that character look? Yeah, in comparison to other characters, well, the, no, he looks exactly like the actor that was removed. Really? Like, yeah, I, I literally, I just googled Pietaki, and he looks exactly like him. Oh, Interesting, because yeah, I was, I heard that they had completely removed his model and switched it up for something new. He Maybe looks. They if they have removed his model, they have, they have done a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, he looks a lot like him. Um, the character that you don't, the thing is the character you don't, you see a lot right at the beginning of the game and then you don't see him for a while. 
um, or you see very, very odd bits of him. So, uh, honestly, if you told me that that was a new character model, I would have had no idea because, uh, he doesn't, he looks like one of the high quality character models. Like, like every Yakuza game, uh, there's high quality characters and low quality characters. Sure. Uh, and you can tell how important they are to the story by how much attention has been paid and how many wrinkles they have. Um, and, uh, Hamura, his character has, is like a very high quality model, like as the, the wrinkliest character. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he must be, um, he must be, uh, a useful character well useful sorry i'm getting loads of messaging notifications and it's not from you guys and i don't know where it's from Ooh. But, so, uh, uh yeah uh does anyone have any other questions about judgment yeah how long is it or like how long does it seem like is it kind of like yakuza in that you could do a zillion side quest and it'll take you four billion hours or is it pretty straightforward so i've done every side quest in the game so far that's been presented um, and I've been hunting them out as well. Um, I am, uh, I'm on chapter seven out of 12 and I'm about 18 hours in. So, okay. um, I'm actually intending to finish this weekend because it's supposed to be completable in 30 hours. Um, I think that you could probably go further and further and further and do more and more. Um, I've been, uh, I have decided to just do the main story from here on out because I want to finish the game before Fire Emblem comes out in two weeks. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, has it had any ridiculous moments that made you pump your fist and say, fuck yeah, like Yakuza has? Uh, well, the, I did today meet the character Ass Ketchum. <laughs> okay. Say no more. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> He's part of the perverted trio and he likes to grab butts, but not only does he like to grab butts, he likes to then tell you exactly which sport you should play by I, the feel yeah. of your butt. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. That's sexual harassment. It's <laughs> <laughs> very weird and funny. Okay. Yes, you're not wrong, Andre, but I've played enough Yakuza and I've only played one and a half Yakuza games to know that sexual harassment is a pretty common occurrence in <laughs> the world of Yakuza. Uh, yeah. Give me Mr. Libido or give me death. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's never like the like the, the, the it, it's it is always um, presented in such a way that uh, it, it is it is not uh, as unsettling as it could be put that sure. i actually saw something about how they actually have a mission in there that kind of addresses like catcalling and like sexual mm -hmm. harassment that's, that's the cool. other thing is that typically the oh. there you can call of course if if ass ketchum is grabbing men's butts that is also sexual harassment so i don't mean to like minimize that but <laughs> they generally that, sorry that's in sentence. what i have played have done a good job of trying to um characterize women that in a lot of stories would probably just be viewed as like would be very objectified. So I think that, that those from what I have played of those games, they're actually pretty good at that side of the coin. So it's not so much like, ha 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 laugh at this butt grabbing. It's like, there's that, but then there's also like also learn about this hostess's 
like yeah. family history and how they got here and why totally. you shouldn't just objectify these women. Um, and that I think is super cool. So, um, I will say that the, uh, ask Ketchum quest does end in a fairly homophobic note. Hmm. Uh, that is That's a problem that, that is unfortunately present. It's also- in- it's, it is from the villain Japan. of the of the quest, but still, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I, it's I guess good. we'll see. I do want to get to that at some point. Yeah, same. people yeah. have been really ragging on the chase scenes and the tailing scenes, oh, like no. following scenes. Those have like, been like, in previous games, kind of, and they're usually not good. They're never good in any game. No, Sleeping Dogs oh, like, also had that problem. I, I would say is a number one you are a detective like he would be following people like uh, there's a lot of and um, there's some cool bits where you have to like pick out stuff in the environment so you're like they're like you're looking for a man with a stubbly beard and round glasses so you have to like look around the area for that person um, that's cool and in all of those sections there's always a stray cat and if you find it you get extra XP hell yeah is Brittany Chan there Okay, you need to play more Yakuza games as well, Sam. You need to finish Judgment and then start with Yakuza back, 6. Finish, Yakuza, finish 6. Yakuza 0, then Kiwami, Kiwami 2. No, no you should just play Yakuza 6 he's not first, gonna play. He's and not, then he go back. He's not going to play 6 if he doesn't know everything. So but it will, 6 will make you go like, oh, I need to learn more about these Korean Dudes, I need to learn more about this, and then you'll like, want to play the other one. He didn't want to finish zero. Like there's no hope for him. He's just a tasteless. Like <laughs> you're only interested if you can play as the cop. I get it. Ew, yep. Yeah, that's that's what also, it is. He's definitely not a cop. He's extremely not a cop. <laughs> I was gonna say you said, well, he's a detective, so he'd be tailing people, and I was like, yeah, he's a detective, so he would be beating up swarms of bugs. <laughs> he's a private detective. Ah, uh, uh, he's hard boiled. Yeah, like it's Max very um, yeah. Okay. No, like um, the chase scenes so are actually really like fun. They're like. Yeah, he's a Pinkerton. That's this is Red Dead Three. <laughs> uh, Much better. Yeah. It's very yeah. It's very uh, the chase scenes are fun. They're like really short, quick time events, and there's usually some comedy involved. And then the uh, the tailing scenes I really like because um, it actually feels like unlike Assassin's Creed, where it's like you have to follow at this specific speed, but you walk faster than that speed, like. Yagami walks at the speed that you need to walk. Um, and uh, the only annoying thing is that when you're tailing someone, you could be like two blocks behind them and they'll turn around to look for you. And it's like, mm. when you walk places, you don't stop every hundred meters. <laughs> around very yeah, slow. So I, I'm, I don't know. Based I on do. the video we're looking at right now, this looks a hell of a lot like an Assassin's Creed tailing sequence. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The majority of it is like, oh, we just have to quickly hide on this on the side here and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so oh, just like one it. last. I've got one last question about judgment. Cool. Yeah. Uh, does Yagami at any point use a death note? That's a spoiler, <laughs> and you can't you can't tell us that. <laughs> uh, is Ryuk there? <laughs> Currently, there have been zero death note references. Mm. I assume that Yagami is a slightly more popular name in Japan than it is here. 
and which is why nobody has thought to say, "Well, you have the same name as this extremely popular anime franchise." <laughs> Imagine if you were playing like a, a video game here like you're playing control and you meet a character named chris and someone's like wow you have the name of like several actors that are in marvel superhero movies <laughs> no man you, your got shield, Cap. That, you got the same name as that guy from rush hour man <laughs> i've played resident evil oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you're a little robot alex just so you know Oh man, now I'm just picturing Corbin Dallas instead of Chris Redfield in Resident Evil. <laughs> Hell yeah. Not Corbin Dallas, uh, Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod in place of Chris Redfield. Oh man, I want that game. Give it to me. Capcom. Ruby Rod Field. Capcom versus Fifth Element. Uh, I gotta, I'm very excited to play. I got to slot in the, find the time to do it. Excited to play that resident evil Two remake because Mm, it's good. Um, watching I'm, I'm very curious now. I I didn't pay attention to it much because I knew I wanted to play it when we watched the giant bomb playthrough from Abby Mm -hmm. Russell of it. I mostly just paid attention to her reactions. I didn't pay attention to the dialogue. Mm -hmm. I know the story of RE2 through osmosis, but, um, still I wanted to kind of like, not actually watch that much of it. Just listen to her reactions. I mean, you're Um, mostly there for like the puzzles too. Like the story is like, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, but, but mostly we're watching her play through resident evil four, which Mm -hmm. is, I'm paying a little more attention to that because while I haven't gotten as far as she has in that game, I have played a little more of that Mm -hmm. than any of the other ones. Uh, and (laughs) Leon is such a dipshit. (laughs) In four. Yeah. in my memory, I remembered him as being really cool. Oh, <laughs> and watching it now, such a loser. It's so cool. What are you talking about? Well, really have you fun. seen? Have you I don't seen, give a damn. Have you seen the end of Resident <laughs> Evil Four ever? I actually have not. Okay, oh, there, there's a line that you're gonna love if you want to yeah. see him being a dipshit. <laughs> no, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm genuinely enjoying him being a, being a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, left hand comes off. <laughs> I'm not worried about spoilers for that stuff because, like. Oh, stories are insane oh, i <laughs> yeah. love that game i do too oh it's great i mean it's great when I, I played it a long time ago and i was uh it, it it was too it got too hard for me actually because i was like 14 or 15 or something like that and uh you, it was like yeah did you get to the iron maidens that's, I that's so. those are your prime gaming years what are you talking about too hard at 14 or the that you're never going to be better at games than you were then it wasn't about Twitch speed. It was more. Peak? It was more about like survival horror was just a thing I couldn't wrap my okay, head. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, did you make it to the Iron Maidens? Because those are probably some of my favorite enemies in a video game. I think I did, but I'm not positive. We'll see. I'm going to keep watching. Wait, wait the, the regenerators. Yeah, the dudes that like turn into pinhead. Like I thought they were just. Oh, yeah, no, they're called regenerators. Oh, is it? Sorry, which one was yeah. the Iron Maiden then? I don't think there was an enemy called the iron. Oh, there, no, that'd be the, uh, that'd be the guy with the, the night thing. Like they're blind. Give me a second. Resident, resident. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to talk about resident evil four at length. Um, they, they only to, hear. Yeah. Uh, make sure that everybody keeps the like 30 hours in the game of the year schedule because judgment's definitely going to be on my list. It's I very unlikely. I will be able to play through it this year, but I will do my best. Uh, I, I, there, yeah, there just won't be, there won't be nine better games than this based on the release calendar. There is no Oof. chance. The, I maybe yeah, I could see that. Like oh. based on how much I like Yakuza Six, like it was on my I list, can, and then I played the end, and I was I'm like, look, holy shit! I'm looking forward to Necrobarista. 
Uh, yeah, like I'm definitely not going to say that what you just said, Sam, sounds ridiculous to me. I think that there will likely be nine better games to my tastes this year, but um, certainly the, if I think that pe- more people should probably play Judgment because it sounds like something that will probably yeah. Yeah. need so to I've be heard addressed. A lot of people talk about like comparing it to uh, Phoenix Wright and like detective stuff. Is there like any like mechanical thing that ties into being a detective or is it mostly just like the Yakuza gameplay with going around and doing side stories or is there like a, like putting together a case and presenting it kind of mechanic. So you are like, you are looking for clues. So, you know, when I was talking about that first person stuff where you're like, you're looking for a guy with a beard, there's also scenes where you have to look and find clues in like crime scenes. Um, as at least a couple of those per chapter usually, and okay. um, you aren't a lawyer anymore, so you aren't in court. Yeah, uh, but you, uh, hey, Columbo, you're like one more thing. There have been multiple court cases that you kind of semi get involved in. Okay. Um, also, there's a really shitty tabloid journalist who looks like Japanese Lin Manuel Miranda, and I can't unsee it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well. Uh, do you have any other games you wanted to talk about? Uh, I will say I've played a little bit of Dirt Underlords and I really like it. Cool. I, I like played like one game of the of Auto Chess when it came out on phones, and I went, "Aha!" Uh-huh. And I uninstalled. Dirt Underlords is a lot better than that Auto Chess thing. I mean, it's not going to change. The I, I, I don't need that kind of game in my life. Yeah, but uh, all right. Allison might be joining us. So, uh, Pat. Yeah. So, Orza. Uh, <laughs> I don't have Horizon 14. I don't have loads to talk about uh, in the gameplay parts of Final Fantasy because um, I, I'm still playing through. I started over, which is like, mm-hmm. I will maybe play the expansion, the new expansion next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not trying to like push really hard to get, get squeeze it in or anything. Um, this is a great game. It's been a great game for a long time. Um, it has, if you play with a controller, the combat feels a lot more like engaging, I guess, than just like a standard mash the number keys kind of game, even though that's technically what it is. Uh, and I will say that, that it is a little bit more strategic. You have fewer things you can do in 14 versus something like, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's more about it's, it, it's not, in WoW, there's like a rotation of abilities you should use. And then, and, and it's buried under like 400 different abilities you could use. So, mm-hmm. and it's not any, th- th- those abilities don't really add much. Whereas in 14, your rotation is actually pretty clear from the get go. And it's more just like when you time different buffs and when you're timing different combo finishers and stuff. Um, and it's, it's engaging, like the combat's fine. Um, it's MMOE, but really the story is really good and the world design is really good. So like seeing the exploration part of it is what's the most fun, I think. Um, and, uh, some of the dungeons then also have some really good mechanics in them that are interesting to play through. Um, and I'm saying this based on having, I played through most of the like base game story when the realm reborn relaunched, uh, like years and years ago. Um, so the fact that the expansions are generally like, get better and better all around that that's a pretty good endorsement, I think. Uh, but what I wanted to bring up with it is like that said, I really like this game. Um, it's a 
fantastic thing to put on while you are like watching a stream or Mm -hmm. listening to a podcast because um, the dialogue is all in dialogue boxes and it's generally pretty easy to parse. It's well, very well written, like exceptionally well written, but very easy to like to read it without needing to like, you can still have something on the background. Um, uh, but there, I wanted to tell the the saga of my playing it again and getting to the point where I was like starting it because holy crap, all that aside, their infrastructure is so bad. They're oh, like, yes, holy crap. So <laughs> the way the game is. So I had the thought, um, a friend of mine has been playing for a few months now, trying to get ready for Shadowbringers. Um, he's someone that I've played game. I mean, it's my, one of my oldest friends and we've played games together forever. And, uh, he was like, well, I think you're going to want to play it at some point. And so, um, you know, just so you know, I'm playing it again, blah, 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 blah. And at first a few months ago, I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Someday I'll play it again. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I didn't think it would be as soon as it is, but, uh, um, so he and a few other friends are on a specific server. Um, and I was like, well, whatever, cool. I'm just going to start a new character there. I'll start, I'll install it and maybe I'll play a little bit this week, but I'm not getting super into it again. Um, so I installed it and was like, well, I'm going to just get it all downloaded. I'm not going to set up a subscription right now. Um, cause I don't know that I'm going to play this week, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get it downloaded to, to download it. You can install the executable, but you can't, uh, you can't like play it until the patcher downloads the full game to do that. You have to log into the patcher to do that. You need an account that has a current subscription. So right off the bat, you cannot download the like 30 gigabytes that you need to, <laughs> unless you're subscribed, which oh. would really suck for someone who has slow internet. Uh, Cause that's like, that could be like a day or two of time of your sub time spent yeah. downloading. Um, but whatever, I don't have slow internet. So for me, it was like, a half hour or an hour or something like that. Uh, so I was like, fine, whatever it's 15 bucks. I can, it's not a huge deal. I'll just, you know, set the subscription up. I know I'm going to play it in the next month. So I download it and then I log in to play. And then I see, um, I get to the characters creation screen and I see that there's two new races. There's the like bunny people and from final fantasy 12, um, which look ridiculous and dumb and fan servicey and, uh, but then there's these really cool cat dudes called Hrothgar, um, that, uh, that I was like, oh, I got to play the I got to play a cat person. So I'm just going to grab the expansion. It's not, it's 40 bucks. It's not like buying a, it's not quite like a $60 game. Um, and I know I'm going to want to play it eventually. And it comes bundled with the expansion that I didn't have. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, sure. I'll go buy it. I bought the game years ago. I don't even know where I got it. I might've even bought like a physical copy or something. Um, when a realm reborn relaunched. So I don't have it on steam. So I was like, Oh, well I'm sure that there's a way to buy it digitally through square. And there is, they have a square, there's a square Enix shop, but it's a separate thing. From so the, the square Enix shop is separate from your square Enix online account, which is also separate from your lodestone account, which is your final fantasy MMO account that is tied to FF 11 and FF 14. As far as I know, it's also a separate account that is nested under your top level lodestone account that you log in for play online for FF 11, but maybe they fixed that and unified it. I don't know. I think that's unlikely that they did, but whatever. So anyway, I couldn't remember any kind of login for my square Enix store account. I tried to recover the password, I tried to make a new Square Enix store account and it said my email was in use. I tried to recover the password. Didn't get anything after like 20 minutes. Uh, 
And then I saw that you could sign in through steam, which I was like, Oh fuck, is this going to screw me up? But I tried it. And, um, and so I went through the purchase process and, uh, you also like, if you click on, if you click to buy in your lodestone account, it shows you which expansions you have. If you click on a previous one and click buy, it takes you to the store, but it doesn't, you can't see the previous one. So unless you like are savvy enough to either assume or you Google whether the expansions are bundled together, there's no language anywhere that tells you, Oh, Hey, Stormblood comes with shadow, uh, whatever shadow bringers. Um, and so I bought it though, finally paid. And then it comes with a message that's like, thank you for your purchase. You will receive an email shortly. And I was like, what? So then another like 15 minutes goes by, at which point I was during which time I was like, do I, did I, did I buy something? <laughs> and then I finally got an email that was like, thank you for your purchase, purchase confirmation. And that didn't have a key in it. And so it was like, click here to see your product details or something. So I clicked on that. And then it was a screen that said, do you wish to activate this final fantasy 14 shadow bringers, which I clicked on that. And then, and it was like, this will, this will tie it to your account or whatever. And I was like, I thought I just bought it with an account. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it says like reveal key after you click on that. So then you have to click again to get it to show the key, which you put into your lodestone account to activate the purchase. <laughs> so it was like, it took me like a half hour. I could have like driven GameStop and seen if they could have sold me a physical copy or Some, printed a key on a receipt for me. Someday Japan will figure out the internet. <laughs> so, so then from there, I, I log in and I'm like, okay, cool. But I can make the cat person now. It was all worth it. Cause the cat people look fucking rad. <laughs> um, and Good. there's a lot of cool different parts you can put on them. And, the, and I spent like a half hour making a, a cool cat person. Can you put a bell on them? No, by cat people too. They're like big cat. They're like right. like hundred cats. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They're not like they're they're not like um like you get, small can, cats. Can I made like a cat. Snarf? I made a, a cat, cat lady in like base Final Fantasy fourteen, and she's just like she's got cat ears and like a right. Tail. So there's a race like that's a like human. cat ears and a tail. That's like anime cat person. But this is like um this is like a panthro. This it's kind of like what's his name um Kimari from FF ten. Oh yeah, Aronso. Yeah, Come whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronso, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, okay, okay. The that's kind of what people from Mount okay. That's uh oh that's they finally brought that race <laughs> into a far better game. Um in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh. Uh cry Kimari, uh, cry. Uh the <laughs> I I hate Final Fantasy X so much. Um the uh anyway so like he's cool i made him at the very least they do have a tool where you can save your created character's appearance data in the event that what happens to you is what happened to me which is um so final fantasy 14 is broken into data servers or data centers and within each data center there are between like 8 and 12 servers world servers so as long as you're on the same data center as your friends, you can do what's called world visit, which has like a four page article about how it works, where you can go to different servers and play in groups and stuff. And then while you're there, you get a big thing over your head that shows everyone that that's not your home server and stuff. Um, you can get locked out of your home server temporarily. <laughs> 
Uh, you can't join guilds in anything but your home server. You can't join chat channels from anything from your home server. There's a bunch of other features you can't access from your home server, but you can play it. Um, so anyway, I was on the correct data center, but when I went to make my character, finally, you, I could not make him on the same world server as my friends because it's considered congested. So no new characters may be created. So I kind of like did some searching for it. And the final fantasy community at large is like, look, Square Enix has done you a great service in offering you a video game. And if you can't play with your friends now, maybe you should have bought it four years ago and started then because oh, then you could have been playing with your friends. So yeah. you know what? It's not Square <laughs> Enix's job to present you with opportunities to play with your friends. You're just going to have to play by yourself because you're a loser. But <laughs> like I saw all these forum posts play by yourself as they put in the thing where you can do raids with only in the newest MP. expansion though. Yeah. So you'd have to play by yourself up to that point. But, uh, I, I just thought it was so, like, it was, there's was all this like open hostility. People were like, yo, what the fuck? This is kind of messed up that I can't make a character on the server with my friends. And their people's responses were like, it is contingent on the com- community to assist square Enix in balancing server populations. <laughs> it's like, oh. what's wrong with you? You pay for this. Like I, like that's that. the same in every MMO. Like in WoW, you can't if a server is full, you can't create a character. Well, now they've but they've like, changed it, like with the sharding and whatnot. And yeah, yeah I mean every other MMO has gotten around it. But yeah, the issue fun. is just that it's there are so many people like playing right now. So like, uh, and also just that they haven't done anything to like they've oh, implemented yeah. this world visit thing, which is a nightmare. They yeah. haven't really done anything to update their infrastructure at all yeah um, in terms of like yeah, how the, games, the worlds are structured and whatnot and, but I, I just mean like you know the world's congested and like I, part of that is so many people are probably playing now so like when you go to do the thing like because it was right when the new expansion came out so there's gonna be like a huge influx of people totally coming. So yeah. that's kinda, um, so my I settled the on the response that people were giving is completely bonkers so I settled on the next day that's kind of all I'm saying is that like yeah. it's fine the response of yeah, unfortunately, this is just how it is, and it sucks. Like yeah. that's whatever. It's yeah. the it was the like yeah. white knight marching to yeah. war to say that the new player was the problem, yeah. and that was in like five different forum threads and a Reddit thread. I was like, you guys suck. Yeah, uh, you and should then, have replied to it. Square Enix isn't going to fuck you, bro. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then uh, so the next day, I decided I was like, whatever. I'm going to make a character on the same data center, just a different world server. It's like 18 bucks to transfer a character. If I really am serious about it and I want to keep playing this character with my friends, when it calms down, I can always transfer them, and I'll be paying more. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, I want to play the game, and I know I'm not going to really play with them for another hundred hours anyway because I'm going to be playing stuff they've already done. So mo- at most they may come do world visit with me to play in a group a bit. But anyway, so the next day I logged on and you couldn't create a character on any server. <laughs> they were all congested. Oh God. <laughs> One of these days, Japan's gonna, he's going to figure out you the internet created the day before <laughs> there was not a character. There's not a, there was not an open server it, on it two seemed, of the three data centers in North yeah, America. It seems like, Final Fantasy 14 got way more popular, like in the last like year or so, or you know, especially with Shadowbringers. So like, totally. them not like adequately preparing is like only mildly surprising. Uh, <laughs> a half an hour later, I was able to create yeah. a character, so it did clear up. Very I mean, yeah, I mean, Dauntless I just thought, had like tons of problems when it launched. Like, 
Yeah. I just thought it was funny or not square, but yeah. And that's kind of why I forgive them. And I don't mind cues. That's whatever, like that's just how it goes. And I've hit a cue every time I've tried to log into 14, it's usually done in like 10 minutes at most. So that's fine. Um, and Dauntless's cue stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was a funny journey. I also think it is an injustice that, um, currently, um, in Japan, there are three data centers. Each of them have, 12 servers. It looks like 12, 13 servers a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, North America only gets eight servers per three data centers. Europe only has two data centers with six servers each. Okay. Well, this is wrong. Uh, it's a clear bias. A lot of people live in Japan. A lot I'm of people kidding. play Final Fantasy 14. I'm sure that I'm sure given that Japan has a fully congested, you can't make any characters on a data center right now. Yeah. <laughs> that tells me when it's as late as it is there. That tells me that it's probably more popular there. But anyway, Final Fantasy 14 is great. Everyone should, should not everyone should play it. If you I like need to get back into it, I love I, that game. If you I'm, want to play a very good 200 hour JRPG story, I've <laughs> 20 character and I don't want to pay the subscription fee. That's the thing that's killing me. I don't want to pay for the game and pay a subscription fee. I wish it was one or the other. So I, uh, I bopped out because back then, because, um, at the time, uh, a $15 subscription fee was like, I, I yeah. had like 20 to $30 a month to spend mm-hmm. on fun stuff. Yeah. So $15 was like a lot. Um, now I'm in a fortunate enough position, um, and privileged enough to be able to just like 15 bucks is like, yeah, I have Taco Bell one day instead of going to get fish and chips. It's like, it's, it's, it's not that bad for me, but I can see that being a pretty big frustration for a a huge number of players, either through principle or because budgets just don't allow to for both. I do wish that they included subscription time in expansion purchases. I think they they do not. You do not get more subscription Mm. time. So maybe I I should split it. Andre. I have, a, I, have, I have a question and this can be about final fantasy 14, but it can also be about any MMO ever. Are there any MMOs with really engaging gameplay? Because I've tried like four different MMOs and every time I've fallen off because it's just horribly boring and like you're doing fetch quests. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> like, like I, I tried, I tried, so- wow. I tried riders of Icarus, which was kind of fun because it was purely mounts. And like, but I tried Final that? Fantasy 14 a while ago. But what was that space one? Like the sci-fi? What? Eve online? <laughs> no, no. It was like a, it was like a third person, like character RPG. Uh, but it was, Oh God, it was like sci-fi came out a couple I'm years not, ago. I'm not sure, but like does final fantasy 14 get around that problem? Is it more engaging with its gameplay? Is the RPG enough? Like I didn't like old Republic either for the same reasons, but, um, so I think you would find it to not be any more engaging in terms of the like leveling and story content. Um, okay. those games, uh, like a lot of MMOs, the idea is like, you spend all this time doing leveling and story content, learning your role and character class so well. Mm. And it's not necessarily, it doesn't, I could see someone saying it's boring. I don't personally think it's boring because I think it's really satisfying. Um, but I can see why anyone would say it's boring. And then when you do some of the larger, more complicated and engaging group content, you have to play your role a lot more effectively. And then it becomes much more challenging. Um, I would say the magic classes in final fantasy 14 tend to be more, cerebral from the jump than other stuff. Uh, 
and they have some kind of wild classes as the as it goes up but to be honest to answer your question they actually simplified all of that with shadow bringers like mm-hmm. there used to be two different kinds of resources that um one of them primarily the war classes did the, the physical classes did and one of them primarily the magic classes did but with some overlap now there's just mana and everyone has 10,000 mana all the time so okay. it, there's wow. almost no resource management now um so really again i think the combat's pretty satisfying but if but I, you should come to it if you really want the story aspect and in that way like it's kind of like visual novelty because there is so much like standing and talking to someone um uh but then broken up with some cool like cutscenes and character moments and stuff but one thing that i can't drive enough is that it is so much better written than most mmos um it, it's really smart my uh, my fr- group for group of friends who who play it constantly and invited me to their chat group about it because I said I was thinking about playing it again are frequently talking about how it's the best story going in video games. I I have heard like some of the like vague, I I can't make a sense of any of it, but it does sound like they do some neat stuff. Uh, But yeah. Okay. Final fantasy 14. That's a video game that people that, came out of like it's been out for a while and then suddenly everyone's like oh it's real good and now a bunch of people are trying to play it and that's neat uh nice to hear that they uh turned it around but uh we're going to take a brief i hopefully hopefully brief uh turn from the video game talk to hear about the hottest korean pop music going oh boy and guess what? We found Allison for it. Hey, <laughs> hey Allison. I, I slept through my alarm, but the idea of talking about K-pop just woke me up. <laughs> uh, no joke. I actually had a dream about going to KCON LA last night. So I feel like this is like fate. Girl, if you get to go, oh my God, please. Yeah, take I, I'm not. I can't. It's, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. As somebody who just went, it's so expensive. And I live here. I didn't have to get a hotel. <laughs> But I don't know. You got got a high touch. I did. We lost Allison, though. I think, right? Nope. Oh, she's Um, back. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So yeah. So let me tell you. Let me tell you how it works first. I went to KCON New York, um, and the way that it's set up is it's two nights. Um, During the daytime, there's a convention in the Javits Center, and then. Uh, at night on both of those days, there's a concert in Madison square garden. So, um, I only went to the first day. Um, I only bought tickets for the concert for the first day. And then the, the convention tickets are like a two day pass, but I just decided not to go to the second day. Cause I was really tired <laughs> and I had already done everything I wanted to do the first day. So, uh, the convention tickets themselves are not very expensive. I think it's about $30. Um, but you have the option to add, um, optional, like, uh, I think they call them artist engagement packs. So I bought one of them. They, they range to a very wide, uh, the most expensive tickets you can get. And that includes like a a concert tickets and things like that. It's like, um, it's a very, very, you know, big thing. I think it's like, a like, seventeen hundred dollars or something like that it's yeah. ridiculous eighteen hundred dollar oh tickets where it's like you get good you get like first uh you get like the best area for the concerts yeah. you get like all the audience engagements and stuff but i'm like 
Did, yeah. Did, okay, wait. So these these artist engagement things were these blind packs. So the the really expensive one you have access to all of them. Mm-hmm. All of the other ones though are blind. Which How is so much it cost? It is I, I that's like honestly one of the biggest issues I have with it. Yeah. Like this is terrible. It's yes, like, <laughs> because I very like like I I'm not to spoil things, but you you ended up being able to meet your 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 boys, but um. But like, I very specifically want to meet like the artists that I like. Right? Yeah, that was my issue. Is that I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning, and then I woke up again at five um, because I was up all night trading on Twitter trying to get the boys, <laughs> and I ended up having to pay somebody to buy their ticket, and then I sold my ticket to somebody else. So I ended up like okay and like breaking even. But like, I, that was like you know this artist engagement pack got me a high touch, and the, the way the high touch works is like you get kind of like a preferred like like standing room, I guess, uh, for what they call their audience, which is like, they, you know, say hi, introduce themselves, play like a dumb game. And then the high touch after, um, and then you get two audience passes. That's the pass high touch is just like a high five, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you got about three to five seconds to like blurt something out per member. Um, so if you're thinking you, if you got your brain turned on, like you can get something out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But You're yeah, not gonna have your brain turned on. <laughs> yeah. Girl, did I not have my brain turned on? <laughs> so, no, just thinking about like uh like the couple of times I've done that for like J pop groups, I'm just like, wait, what what happened? Yeah. And Alex, not to be annoying, but can you switch the video to the first video I should play? I sent you because like that one, um, I'm in that video quite a bit. Um hey. so it's really uncomfortable. It's so awkward. So when I got, when I finally got to the high touch, this was also on top of the $30 and on top of the concert ticket, which was also very expensive. I can't remember exactly how much that costs. Um, cause I got decent seats. Um, and then the artist engagement pack was another 150 on top of that. And that got me one high touch and I ended up drawing, um, eyes one who are great, but they're not my ultimate group. Which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the, the second, uh, and then I got two, um, I got three high touch, three audiences. One happened to be for the boys. Uh, one was for AB six who I like two of the members were in one one. So I guess they're popular because of that. <laughs> um, and I forgot who the last one I got was now, but, um, it ended up being like, it was really shitty on Twitter. People were like, like, Hey, I have, you know, I'm trading G idol for any boy group. And like, it's like, that's kind of a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've it, heard people say that about like, KCON where they're like, I, where people in the chat for, or in the, my Facebook group for Luna were like, please cheer for girl groups. I'm like, that's so sad yeah. to, to be fair. I'll talk about it more in a bit, but like eyes one had like with some of the loudest fan chants at the concert. <laughs> why, why do people not like the girl groups? What boy groups are more popular. They're so. more, they're just generally more popular, like both in Korea and both in like international fans. Yeah. Garbage. I would say the it's hardest garbage. high touch to get was, uh, eighties. Mm. Um, and like, I don't, I didn't really know anything about them going in. In, but now that I've seen them, I kind of understand why they're like a whole ass stripper group. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm not mad at them. That's what they're going for. It's not really for me, but like, you know, it's, it, you, you, I get 
I get why people liked them a lot and were going crazy because it was it was really hard to get those passes. I know um, the boys were also pretty difficult to get. Um, I managed to find somebody, thankfully. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So let me tell you about the high touch. First of all, if you're watching the video on the stream right now, you can see me. I have a ponytail and a bright blue bag that says bloom bloom on it. And anytime my bias speaks, I am like waving like a crazy person <laughs> just yelling it is the most embarrassing video i've ever seen of me i am mortified but you know it's it is what it is i was very excited to see sangyeon and um but yeah so <laughs> they, it was hosted by this woman who like i don't have a lot of nice things to say about her <laughs> to be honest like <laughs> first like she was not extremely knowledgeable which is fine like i guess she's probably translating for a lot of groups but um she said oh you know i heard people we don't even need me to translate because kevin and jacob speak english and then the crowd was kind of like oh eric does too and like she's she was just like no my producer said they don't want eric to speak english and so mm -hmm. i kind of took that as like <laughs> a joke <laughs> But like it was weird. That is a very strange joke. Uh. But then like she started like I don't know. She was like picking on Eric. Like it was like like Eric was intentionally slowing down the high touch line, and you could tell he was doing it on purpose so we would get more time with each of the members. And she kept saying, "Oh, you know, this is one of the best moving lines." She's, she's ended up saying at the end that it was like the best moving line we've they've ever had in KCON history. Because I don't know, I guess like the bees just stay unproblematic, but like nobody grabbed onto any of the members, which was good. <laughs> but the uh, I know, right? So like, you, you generally have to worry about stuff like that yeah so and apparently it's been a thing a lot in the past but mm -hmm. it was not a thing with this particular high touch um but she kept yelling at eric for like slowing down the line intentionally but like but you know whatever eric seemed unbothered i, I also saw a clip of her at um ab6's high touch um where she is yelling at the crowd for being too loud and she's just like well i hope you guys all speak korean because i can't translate then <laughs> just like i don't know she seems not the nicest person but whatever mm. i was grateful to have her to translate even though you know she was not my most favorite person so, um sorry if, go ahead why you go to kcon if right. you don't have an like an audio uh, artist engagement pack, what mm -hmm. are you doing? What are you so, doing at KCON? There's a convention floor. Like there's like you know what like, is on the floor. There's a lot. Um, so one of the other things we ended up doing was something called like a star live talk. So there was like a big stage um, that had the boys on it at some point and they were doing an interview. I actually sent Xavier to stand on that line um, while I was in the high touch. <laughs> that man is a saint. Let me tell you, he got hit in the head a bunch of times by like one of like a fan site for the boys like one of the one of their cameras like the super long lens and it just kept like bopping xavier in the head over and over again uh. <laughs> this is the true mvp of kcon honestly <laughs> but there's also there's panels going on um there are you know i ended up going to a fan club meeting for the boys um which was also they, they did like a trivia i don't have you guys heard of kahoot Yes. <laughs> okay, I had never heard of it and then I told Xavier I was like, "Have you ever heard of Kahoot?" He's like, "Of course I've heard of Kahoot. I'm a teacher." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Okay. <laughs> it's like some kind of phone trivia no, thing." Okay. 
Um, oh, I had no idea. I mean, it's not necessarily like you don't have to play on the phone. You, I guess, web browser mm-hmm. based. I guess. Um, so we we did that. Um, I got fifth place out of like forty five. So if that tells you <laughs> how little of a life I have, then you know that was me but okay let me get back to the high touch so <laughs> so we go i get up to the stage right um i met up with like another she was she was a girl she was like a teenager she was like very nervous and i was like oh my god i have to protect you <laughs> so she's like already like I'm, like in tears pretty much like while we're walking up she's like can you please go in front of me i'm like i got you girl don't worry <laughs> so uh, i'm like going in i'm like oh i'm so confident right now everything's gonna be great everything's awesome then my first member is eric and eric intentionally slowing down the line <laughs> and i i was like practicing in my head like what i was going to say to them because i was like okay i need to come up with something that's one really easy for me to get out in case my brain shuts off um and two something that's like like an english phrase because i didn't memorize anything in korean um that's that everybody in the group would know so I just went, I tried to use everybody's name and I just said, you know, Eric, it's nice to meet you, right? right. <laughs> it's nice to meet you for everybody, right? So I got to Eric and I'm like, hi, Eric, it's nice to meet you. And he goes, ah, oh, it's nice to meet you too. You're having a good time. And then he hits the whoa, <laughs> which was a weird mood. And then I ran out of things to say to him. So I told him, by the way, my name is Erica. <laughs> like, this is very good. I was like, Oh God, I just want to crawl in a hole and die now. So, Oh my God. It was, it was awful, but it was great. And so I don't know, but I turned my brain back on and I just, you know, I said hello to all of them. Like, hi Q is nice to meet you. Everybody is all nice to meet you. They just said, nice to meet you back to me. And it was, they kept um, telling us it's a high touch, not a high grab, but all the boys kept like cupping your hand really aggressively. So I'm like, they think it's a high grab. I'm into it. (laughs) You're not going to say no. (laughs) I'm not going to say no. (laughs) So, um, I got to Sangyeon, who is my bias, and he was like the third from the end. And so at that point, I'm like, I'm like, I guess I got calmer throughout. Like the first few, I was kind of freaking out, and then like towards the middle, I started to calm down. And then I saw Sangyeon. <laughs> my brain just like was like, okay, just you have to say words to him. So like, I just like blurted out like, "Hi, Sangyeon. It's so nice to meet you. I love you so much." <laughs> he just goes. Uh, the whole time also i'm like holding my chest and i'm like trying to breathe um (laughs) so he's like he goes oh wow thank you so much it's nice to meet you too and i'm like ah i I literally made that noise at this man (laughs) it's so embarrassing (laughs) i bet they're kind of used oh absolutely for sure but you know like i'm also a lot older than the majority of their fan base so they don't have to know that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it is what it is, but I don't know. I had a great time um, with the high touch, even though uh, KCON is a mess and extremely unorganized. <laughs> it sounds like that. Yeah. yeah, 
it really is. Um, I'll also say about Xavier, he, he really, I sent him immediately to go to this star live talk, which was just a stage that was in the middle of the floor. Um, and they were going to go straight to that after the high touch. So I knew I wasn't going to get to get close. So I got him to go stand on that line. And then I met up with him after like Xavier, like, you know, he knows about them just because, you know, through me, I guess, but he saw Q who is one of the members of the boys. And I'm about to drop a picture of him in our group chat. And he said, Oh my God, this dude looks like an episode of monster factory. That is the longest neck I have ever seen I, in my life. <laughs> oh my God. I saw people like editing pictures of him. Like what if he had a normal neck. Yeah. This guy looks like a little foot. <laughs> That's awful. They're like cute, but if he had we can't no do this. Come on, <laughs> better than this. Ever seen? <laughs> so I love like, wait, is the edit like that? He they made his neck long. It's like no, they just gave him a normal neck. Gave him a normal neck. So, I mean, he's great. He's fantastic. He's one of my consistent, most consistent bias records. I love Q. I love looking at his face. He's got a really long neck. <laughs> like, it's it's outrageous. It is comically long. <laughs> I don't. Oh God, I feel bad. I, I have I nothing but nice things to say. I have, about a, I have a friend neck. who has a long neck, so I can say these things. I can't. <laughs> is it rough? I, uh, he, he looks like one. I can't say any of the no, things. No, I just like the idea of Andre being like not things we should say about people. <laughs> Littlefoot is an icon. I love him. We stand our 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 king. <laughs> we stand a legend. So anyway, let me tell you about the, the concert real quick too. <laughs> I just looked up the voice, like, like facts about the boys so that I could like know more. And, uh, Q's special talents are giraffe and pigeon impersonations. Oh my God. I <laughs> see them. He gallops no, like a full no, giraffe no. with the head. It is so oh my God. outrageous. A girl who runs like a horse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. Well, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a behavior. I'm a little more. Okay, with just pointing out how ridiculous that is. I mean, he's very much aware of his name. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so Madison Square Garden. First, at the beginning, they had Kevin Wu come out, who I'm not super familiar with, but he's he was very charming and very nice. Um, he kind of like opened the show. He had two really fantastic backup dancers that were getting like the high, the crowd really hype. Um, and then they they brought out like sponsors. They brought out like Toyota, and like people were weirdly cheering for Toyota. <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of strange. Yeah. Why, yeah. Wait, these, why didn't why didn't they bring out yeah Why didn't they bring out Kia? Yeah, <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> the hamsters, like, what's up? <laughs> so they, they brought out Toyota, and then they brought out like Asiana. They brought out like like one of like the Asiana Airlines. Like, aren't like they, this, aren't, isn't Asiana Thai? I don't know, but they they were letting us know that they've added like one extra flight uh, to Seoul a day, and just people were freaking out. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Why are we marking out for Asiana Airlines right now? It's just the weirdest thing. <laughs> they, they worked themselves into a shoot, brother. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, but. <laughs> Then I don't know. Then they did like two like special stages that were not televised. Um, it was Atiz did 
uh, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the boys did Bad Guy by Billie Eilish right after. What? And it that's kind of <laughs> rad. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, like the boys ended up doing two special stages. They did Bad Guy and then they did Fire by BTS. And like, I would say, um, like, I don't know who picks, who gets to do those, which songs they do, but I don't know if it's their management company, if it's KCON, but whoever it was, I think they picked really well. Cause like, if you didn't care about the boys going into it, they picked a, one, one of the most popular songs that's out right now. And to a BTS song that's like literally that, those are the loudest fan chants uh, of the night where the BTS fire fan chants <laughs> everybody there knew that song you know <laughs> I don't know but whatever but uh, yeah the boys ended up um, doing like a few other songs they did like their most popular song No Air they did Bloom Bloom which is like their newest song they did Right Here which is like my favorite of their singles so I was very happy about was, that was Bloom Bloom the one from that phone game Bloom Bloom the one from the phone game oh no sorry I'm thinking about BTS never mind yeah. no yeah. okay Bloom Bloom is uh, the one that I talked about I talked about I'm... it on this podcast before too that like I was yes. trying to figure out how to like vote for them and stuff yeah right, that's what it was <laughs> I low key get the chorus for that stuck in my head sometimes. So it's so good. It's a very good song. <laughs> so yeah. So they, I don't know. They were just fantastic. Sangyeon is so my bias. Um, <laughs> he has purple hair for the first time. He's only ever had brown hair before. I'm very excited about it. Um, then I also got to see uh, TXT or Tomorrow by Together, which is the new group um, by Big Hit, which are the people who um, manage BTS. So there, I was surprised that you know people weren't more on one. I mean, people knew the songs definitely, but they didn't have very loud fan chants, which I thought was very surprising. Um, they're adorable. They're like children, but they are so cute. <laughs> The just the everything about like their performance was really good and polished and uh, really cute. Um, the girls behind me were talking about um, their song "Cat and Dog" and how they don't stand it because they don't stand furry culture. <laughs> I don't know if any of you know what the song looks like, but it's kind of furry culture. Like it really is. Like it, it really is. Like the song is like about like I want to be your pet. Um, take me on a walk. Like I just want to play. Nice. That's that's <laughs> that's not just furry culture. There's um, multiple cultures that. And what I, sometimes I stand furry culture because I stand Sonic Fox. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm here for also also real talk. Um, having been to a few music festivals, furries are like the nicest people at those festivals. Totally. That's what I am all right with furries in my book. Like I have, I went to one furry rave once because it was a friend's birthday, <laughs> but it was like the nicest collection of people. So it seems like it yeah. get real hot. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. Mm. Yeah, like so. If you stand for your culture, highly recommend "Cat and Dog" by TXT. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna point out that there's a Venn diagram of cultures that might be interacting in that song. <laughs> that is not furry. Is not. It's those terms are not exclusive to furry culture. <laughs> furry is probably far on the the, the fair, very slight. There's like a place uh, where furry culture clips that other circle. <laughs> 
Because that's, yeah, that's like a different, that's, yeah, that's like, we don't need to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I don't the, know. Other, the other groups that were there were, um, ATs um, and New East. Um, I don't have a lot to say about them because I don't really know them that well, other than, you know, they were they were good, I guess. Um, New East, I thought was... I, I'm interested in listening to more songs from New East. Eyes One was also there. They are like... I don't know. Allison knows more than I do. It, they're related to AKB48 and all mm-hmm. of the 48 groups. Yeah. So or- basically, they were formed from a reality... Um, survival show produce 48 um it's part of the whole like there's there's a big produce uh reality show that's gotten pretty popular uh the group wanna one came from them ioi um but yeah uh, there are three members in it that are are japanese from the 48 groups yeah like they they were excellent they were amazing they played some really cute games like up on the stage where they like if they were successful they got like prizes that they could throw out to their fans and stuff it was cute it was really cute and like one of them was like um they had like a keyword and on the count of three they all had to pose in a specific way and so one of them at one point was michael jackson and they all had to pose the same way and all of them got it right except for one. And that member I looked up is Eugen because she has completely won my heart. I love her. She's, she's great. She's, cool. she's so cute. <laughs> also, I found, I thought she was like one of the oldest members based on her hairstyling and her height, but that girl is 15 years old, <laughs> which is a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah. There was, a, there was a lot of issues with that, with the, with produce 48, especially with like the center who's, uh, Wan Young, who's either 14, 15 or 14. Yeah. And she was performing some really uh, questionable stuff on Produce yeah. where you're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have children perform that. But yeah, maybe not. But I don't know. Uh, Cheyon is great too. Mm-hmm. Um, her dancing is fantastic. She has hair goals. Um, I can't remember. It's Che, Che, one of the other ones. Che Wan? Is that, is that one of them? She's got bangs. Um, <laughs> so she's like, she looks exactly like Felix from Stray Kids to me. And I like couldn't unsee it. Uh, but <laughs> highly recommend them too. And the last thing I'm going to say about that, about KCON is that in the few weeks leading up to KCON, I had so many pimples on my face. I was like, I had so many like stress zits. And then the day after KCON, I've got like none. And so I'm not saying the boys cured my acne and meeting the boys cured my acne, but maybe you should in the boys. 100% did. I don't know. (laughs) That's, hey, science can't prove otherwise. So the the cure for eczema is to go to KCON. Yes. Go touch the boys and then you'll be all right the boys the boys the boys boys. with their consent please (laughs) please don't just grab them (laughs) not like Uh, something in yeah do not ask catch them the boys (laughs) they're filming something in brooklyn i don't know if it's a new music video but they were like in coney island the other day and they have like big heavy duty cameras and i'm very excited about it don't they all have like youtube channels i feel like that's yeah but they wouldn't break out like the big like the big camera true you well, have, has anybody seen them singing and or dancing? I don't know. I don't See, know. this is you gotta get a drone and fly it over there. It's probably illegal. It probably uh, all right. 
that is your k-pop update uh thank you fix now (laughs) yeah uh uh, yeah, but I'm glad you had a good time, and I'm very, very happy that you got to meet the boys. Because thank I you. Was, I was like thinking about that. I'm like, Erica has to meet them. <laughs> you know, like I was talking to one of my coworkers about it, and she's just like, Erica, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, just like, why are you letting? Like, I would be, I would never let anybody know that they had this kind of like, you know, influence on me. Why would you tell anybody you love them and stuff? And I'm like. But I do <laughs> I don't think there's anything I I I'm going to like hit you up and he's like Erica I need a green card I need I need to get out of Korea it's bad they're It doesn't have to be romantic I need, I need a green card marriage so I can I can escape Right, and it's not romantic love. No, I'm very happily married. No, no, yes. <laughs> no, but he knows that you love him now. <laughs> I would do anything I, for him, and if he needs a green card marriage to escape his crimes in Korea, then he can count on you. I love the members of Coheed and Cambria. I would say to all of them, to their faces. In fact, I have said to most of them, their faces, that I love them. <laughs> it's totally platonic, though. Would you green card marry them? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. See, they're, they're all from the from here, so they but this is a hypothetical situation. Card, hypothetically, sure. I wouldn't green card marry them and then like, like, do stuff. Well, bigamy is <laughs> that's just not my thing. Bigamy is a crime, and so if Eric, if they was like Erica, I need you to divorce your husband and marry me so I can get a green card, like. I mean, Xavier's already a citizen. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, uh, this, this is what I'm saying. Speaking of furry culture, what about that horrible pets thing? Oh yeah, uh, Doctor Professor. I keep calling it Doctor Lupo. It's Professor Lupo, and it's horrible <laughs> pet. Uh, there's no furry ones. Uh, they're all like aliens. Uh, Professor Lupo and his horrible pets is uh, came out this week, like the 11th. Uh, it's uh, on Switch and Steam. It is a puzzle game where you play a balding ginger intern uh, who is the disposable, highly disposable intern of Professor Lupo as he shows off his uh, his alien creatures to a variety of warlords for use on a war ravaged Earth. Uh, this game, like, it's a neat puzzle game. That's, I'll start with that. Uh, like you're try- basically, you're just trying to make it through like area to area. So you start at like one end and then you have to make it to like the door at the other end of the area. But you've got all these monsters in the way uh, who each monster has like, you know, unique characteristics. Like the first one you encounter, like will stick to walls cause it can't see, but it can like sense you using, I don't know science it can like sense where you are and so it'll like stick to walls and like try to stay near you so if you walk by a door then it'll come out the door and start chasing you down um or but you can like you know close a door between you and then it'll get stuck uh stuff like that um and so you're you know you're navigating through spaces one but like this is where like my main complaint with the game comes in it is the intern moves so slow and it's just very obnoxious and all the all the aliens like you know move faster than you and like understandable you need to put like some danger in there but i would have preferred if there was like i can sprint for a little bit or do something to move faster uh just because he he walks so slow even when people tell him to run so that's a little frustrating but uh so you're walking through the space station 
and you've got uh, there are nodes like on doors and like control panels. Some of the nodes you can activate remotely, and some of them you have to be like right next to them to open uh, or to like activate. So like you can be like, okay, I need to get over there, so I'm gonna like walk over there and then okay, close the door behind me so that way the monster can't get me. Or be like, okay, I'm in this room. The monster's over there. If I open this door, then it can come out. It can go around this other way. Then maybe it'll eat this other monster or it'll let some poison into like a bigger area and that'll kill some monsters and then do stuff like that. So you're kind of activating things from afar and like pre-planning things out. Mm-hmm. I played it on switch and on well, like a pro controller and it really wants you to use motion controls. Like it wants you to point your controller at the screen and use it as like a cursor, which with the pro controller is not good. Uh, it's just, it doesn't feel right. You can't play it without the motion control, but like there are definitely moments where it really wants you to use it, uh, which so there was a point where I had to actually take it out of the switch and like use a touch screen instead of, uh, using like the control, like the motion controls. Cause it was just so bad. Cause there are points where you have to use the motion controls, but I think if you're going to play, you should probably play it on PC. Uh, I think it would be much better using like a mouse to like click where you want. Cause you can either like, okay, I'm going to directly control using like the like D pad or like probably the WASDA keys or arrow keys, or you can click at a point with the mouse on like the floor. And then while you're moving, you can then click on the nodes using the mouse or the motion controls. If you're into that, but I would not recommend the motion controls. It's not good. Uh, but that's an, it's a neat puzzle game. Uh, they touch on like a lot of weird stuff, like AI sentience and, uh, like the future of earth and, you know, stuff like that. They don't go anywhere like super ridiculous with it, but there are some like branching paths, not branching paths, but like very varying narrative bits you can get. Uh, if depending on like, if you, complete search certain objectives. So if you're looking for a puzzle game, uh, professor Lupo and his horrible pets is it's all right. It's pretty neat. sounds like the better puzzle game, the best puzzle game. In fact, that we've talked about on this podcast uh, today. Yeah. Aside from the te- fact that we talked about Tetris for a minute, but well, uh, you know, you can't beat perfection. That's like, it's like ascended. It's not even a puzzle game anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it it is like, there's lots of, there's like a bunch of different kinds of, uh, enemies and like, so you have to like learn about their behaviors and how they work to like actually solve the puzzles. Is it purely single player or is there like, is there a co-op portion to it at all? Is there user created stuff? Is it only just that campaign? Are there, there is only the campaign. Like you can go back obviously to the levels and like replay them. Um, because there are like collectibles, they're like collectibles and extra like objectives on some of the levels. Um, and so getting those is actually pretty challenging, like figuring out how to maneuver because like getting to the exit is usually pretty straightforward mostly, but getting like the, you know, extra stuff can be an interesting challenge. So if you're really into like puzzle games then it's, you know, a good way to, you know, find that stuff. And I think it's like, you know, levels aren't so long that, uh, like the switch is a good way to play that game. Cause you can like play a level, put it down or whatever. So yeah, 
but yeah, I, I read in like one preview or review that there was like multiple difficulties, but I did not see that on the switch. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a neat game. Uh, Dr. Professor, I keep doing it. Professor Lupo and his horrible pets. There's like a xenomorph like there's one monster or one alien that, uh, it like uses its sense of smell to like hunt its prey. And so if it like you get close enough and it smells you, then it'll chase you down. But then if you like go through like an oxygen shower, it like makes it lose your scent <laughs> and then it can like pick up the scent of another monster and that'll chase the monster. Or if you go through a door and close it, it'll like knock the door down. So you can use all that stuff to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, there's over a hundred levels. Uh, so it's like a pretty good value. It took me, couple hours to beat. Uh, I don't remember exactly how many, but it like, I was surprised by the length and I had a good time. So that's what she said. Yep. I have a review of it, uh, up on my, you can find that on my Twitter. Uh, so yeah. Anybody got anything else you wish to talk about? It is late for me. So I, I would like to wrap up, but I would also like to wrap up, but, um, I do want to point out that, uh, I played a little bit of Atlas that like disaster of a, of a oh, the, yeah. arc conversion game and it's fine. It's okay. a lot like arc. It's not as broken as I assumed it was going to be. I think it just had a really horrendous launch and people still playing it have played it enough that there's not enough to do anymore for them, but it has a defecate button. So oh, I thought yeah. it was important to talk about on the cast. Well, you know, I mean, arc had a lot of pooping too. So yeah, in Ark you can't control it though. You just poop, and yeah. uh, in 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 it's Alice is a little more civilized, and you control when you poop. Okay, uh, cool. Good. No, that's all I need you, to know. I believe you can make your poop into fertilizer for crops, just like real life. I think. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I'll report back. I'll probably play a little bit more of it at some it's point. Been a weird amount of poop talk. <laughs> what we talked about poop all the time? Not, not, it's not, not that not. weird. But, yeah, uh, it's outside of outside of the dump in the dark podcast, like in the I world. Oh, you spend a lot of your time, it's a lot of your life. There's, there's been poop. for the for the amount of poop that I normally hear spoken about. Yeah, I don't know words for the amount of time I usually hear people talking <laughs> about poop. The last like week has heard a lot more poop talk than normal. Interesting. Like mass, vastly increased. It's it's very odd uh, for multiple reasons. Anyway, okay, that is going to do it for episode seventy eight of the Gaming Fix podcast. Wait, on this. I got two well, brief. I got, I got two okay. brief ones. Two brief ones. This okay. will take no more than a few minutes. Okay. Stranger Things three finished it. It was good. Woo. It was the best of the Stranger Things seasons. I thought okay. Stranger, Stranger Things season one. Oh, I think one, so too. I thought wow. it, I cool. I got into Stranger Things season one before it had all that hype, so it was really cool watching that people like fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was just okay, but it was really creative. Season two, I thought was not as good as season one. Season three, I think, is the best of the three. Interesting. Okay. I midway through season two got like really really mad at one of the uh, storylines, and I was just like, "Fuck this," and bounced. But. I did yeah. the exact same thing. I wonder if it's the same story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I, I'm curious also because I'm um, two thirds of the way through season two right now because I watched two episodes of it and then didn't watch the rest of it back when yeah. it came out. I, I would I would say season two of the three is the weakest. Season three is 
Fantastic. Uh, okay. Other, and Sam, would you said you kind of concur? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's easily the best of the seasons so far. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing where they go from here. That's because they kind of leave st- yeah. stuff hanging in a really interesting way. Like, not in like a crappy cliffhanger. Like, they, they tie all the ends they need to, but they leave stuff just open enough to where it would actually be interesting. Uh, the other one I got, and we'll talk about this for, let's say, 45 seconds, is Attack on Titan Season 3, which I finished. Because uh, it just finished last week. Uh, I... I, that's a series I can consider myself a hipster for, of. I've been reading the manga for years and years and years and years for like six or seven years. Uh, and this was the arc that I thought if they were going to do justice to the whole story, this would be it. And they totally fucking nailed it. And uh, not to be too spoilery, um, but something you need to know about Attack on Titan is that it's kind of like near. And they play it really straight up until the point where it's like near in that, you know how in near automata, uh, the actual game starts with, uh, ending C like that's when they drop the title card. That's kind of what like the last bit of season three is where season one and two and everything leading up to that part are kind of just the introduction. And then that point hits and that's the actual start of the story. Cool. So, and it's really, they, they it handle today. it extremely well. Like, I think it's, yeah, they, they nailed it. Weird. So, okay, cool. Very good. Uh, so now this has been episode 78. Don't you dare say anything. I know one of you is going to try it. Uh, episode 78 of the game of Fritz <laughs> podcast on July 13th and 14th. 2019 uh thanks for joining us you can find me on twitter at coolslaw c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w alex jelena where can people find you you can find me on g2a selling only the best keys oh god fuck off i'm kidding no, <laughs> i know i'm kidding <laughs> uh Here, sam where can people find you the united kingdom oh yeah <laughs> okay uh allison where can people find you Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Okay. Uh, and, and and if you crush garlic, Allison comes out. No, if you if you uh, invoke K-pop, I you, will appear. If you steam some kimchi <laughs> and sing a melody. I'll just be like, what? <laughs> Allison will appear. <laughs> steam kimchi in front of a mirror three times. <laughs> Pat, where did find you? Let me just talk to you about uh, our Lord and Savior, Savior Luna. <laughs> you can find me uh, at PJC Plays and on Twitter, and also that's my. I guess I don't know if your Maker ID on Mario Maker. You don't. need the numbers. Yeah, yeah. don't I, even yeah. bother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find me um, tomorrow morning watching the British Grand Prix, which is the thing I've decided to do in the last hour. <laughs> okay. And Erica, Her- Erica Hernandez, where can people find you? Um, at Erica on Twitter and Instagram, A I R E H C U H. You can see a bunch of my KCON pictures. Um, and also, I wanted to say really quickly a thank you to Ren Oni on uh, YouTube who let me use her video of me screaming like a lunatic for the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with more video game talk.
what's K-pop? Uh, what's K-pop? Because like, I know everyone was so into it. I, I'm glad you got to share that experience. I'm gonna fight. We're gonna throw hands in a month. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I will. I will book the Tokyo Dome for us. I've got. I've got three friends coming to Japan just to watch the G1. Really? I do more than watch the G1, but th- people coming for the purpose of seeing the G1. Yeah, I mean, we we booked our dates around the G1 for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. bye.